And welcome to episode 381 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... Do you, Ming the Merciless, ruler of the universe, take this earthling, Dale Arden, to be your empress of the hour? (laughs) Of the hour? Yes. <laughs> uh, how me. are you, sir? I'm good. Hanging in there. Yeah. yeah. It's a uh, Labor Day weekend. You got any plans for yourself? No. 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 Probably have. I don't know. Nothing really. Yeah. Yeah. Same Not really. here. Not really big into social gatherings right now. Right. No, I get that. But I, I didn't know maybe you were planning plan on doing some cooking yourself. Um, Probably burgers and dogs. That's what we always usually yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, probably that's it. Yeah. Nothing big. Yeah, I don't plan on doing anything either. But, um. It's nice because I've been I've been taking every Friday off from work. Right. Like I have all this build up, like because I'm work because I'm working from home. Like even when I don't feel well, like I it's like you just kind of power through it because you're at home yeah. instead of going to work. Like without if I was at going to work, it'd be like I've had a few days where it's like, man, I just don't feel good. I need to take a day off. But because I'm at home, it's like you just power through it. You're at home. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, I have all these, this paid time off. It's kind of, like, been sitting there. Like, I've used none of it all year. And um, I was like, well, I, I, I don't want to take a vacation vacation because I'm, I'm not going anywhere. You know, that seems yeah. silly to me. So, I've just yeah. been taking – I took all, every Friday off in August. And I'm taking every Friday off in September. I'll probably do it in October, too, which is, like, cool because it's like now I, I'm only working a four-day work week, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but this week, so like th- this week is nice cause I'm, I'm working. So I'm off, I was off today. We're recording on Friday. So I'm off today, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I have Monday off for labor day. Then I have uh-huh. a three day work week and then I'm off again. There you go. Yeah. So like it's one of those rare occasions where like, you know, that's a nice schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? But yeah, it's been nice just taking Fridays off. I'm not going to do with myself when I have to go back to work in five days a week. Right. <laughs> you know. If that ever comes, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure it will. Like, I'm, I'm, I mean, eventually, like my paid time off is going to run out, and or you know, in in January we can't take paid time off, so I'll be back to working five days a week then. But what do you, you know. accrue per pay? I'm not quite sure how all that works. I I know it's like it's like I rolled over 40 hours from last year plus I I think like I get what, two weeks paid vacation like it, plus floating holidays. I, I mean it's like I I don't know exactly what, exactly what, it's like 20 days total or something that I have. I yeah. Mm. Plus, like I said, I rolled over seven from last year. So yeah. I'm going to roll over seven more 
Like I'm or, or five, I'm gonna roll over forty more hours. I know that's gonna end up happening. But it's just right. it's like one of those, it's one of those deals where it's like I lost time off last year. Like I I had more than forty hours of paid time off and I didn't get a chance to take it. Right. And and I know people are like, how does that happen? Like, how do you not take your paid time off? And it's just it's one of those things where like, I don't think about it. Like, because I, I, yeah. I don't go away. I don't take vacations. You know, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I used to grow a lot, too, until circumstances as of reason. But right. <clears throat> I get eight 8.5 hours per pay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's something like that. I'm not quite sure exactly how it works. I don't pay much attention to it. Like, you know, because I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I got to accumulate that time again. Like, I can't wait. I, I need that. To, you know, it's like, you know, you know, you can't take it to any time off in January, probably through mid-February. They usually limit that. And even like February and March, it's like, because at that point, like everybody's like, oh, I need I need some time off from work. I need some time off. I'm like, yeah, it wasn't that fucking hard. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's our busy season at the beginning of the year. But come on, it wasn't that fucking hard. You know, but everybody's like diving into it. So, like, by the time you get to, like, April and May is when it finally starts to open up, you know. And even then, I mean, you know, people are just it, – in the summertime, it's hard to get time off because all these people – you know, everybody does take vacations. Right. So, I'm, like, the the, the, the oddball, you know. And then, I, I come November, I'm getting, like, this email from, from HR. They're, like, you know – you you have 82 hours of, of paid time off that you're going to lose. Please take it. I'm like, fuck me. You know? Yeah. So. Huh. Trying to chip away at that. Right. Yeah, so. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward. To, I, I think my big plan for Monday is I'm going to, I have to mow the lawn. That's going to be the first time I've had to mow the lawn in about a month and a half, two months. Really? Because of no rain? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like July and August, you know, because there was just no rain, it just, it, like, it's just now getting bad. Like, I looked at it today, I thought, yeah, it, it, it could probably use a good cutting now, you know. Where, like, beforehand, like, like la- even, like, last week, I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah, it's still not that bad. Like, we got a lot of rain this week. Right. You know, and um, probably because of the hurricanes, I'm sure. But uh, so it's like one of those deals where it's like, finally, it's like, okay, now I need to get out there and mow the lawn. <laughs> right. You know. So that's been raining. Yeah, it, it rained. I mean, it rained a ton of some violent storms here. Yeah. Lots of thunder and lightning. It was good. Yeah. I don't like that. There was one, I, I, don't, and I can't remember what day it was, but I was sitting in the living room and I'm, I'm, I'm looked out the window. And I just happened to catch it in just in time. It was like this chain lightning going through the clouds and you could just watch it going from like left to right. Yeah. You know? It was, it was doing that down here too. Yeah. I was like, holy hell. I haven't hell. seen lightning like that in a long time. Usually you see that on the water. Yeah. Like I'll see that. I'll see that. I used to see that in the Gulf. Yeah. Oh, you know sure. I mean, like just chain. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but when you go to the beach, there's like a panoramic view. Yeah. You know, you could see the storm rolling in, so you right. see the light kind of going horizontal, I guess. 
yeah. versus vertical down. Right. I always assume like it, it must be that same way in the, like the Midwest, because it's so because like the the thing is like you know like you talk about the panorama, but it's so fucking flat. Right. You know, you, you can see for miles and miles and miles. And I always assume like like it's got to be like 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 watching storms in Kansas has to be the same way. Because it's like you know there's it's just flat. I don't know. That's Lisa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's I always assume that because like yeah. it's just one of those oddball things that you can just see from you know the skyline goes on for miles because it's so flat and like those those types of areas. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I've never Lisa's seen. I think a lot of them, but I, I've never seen a tornado. I've seen water spouts. Yeah. But I've never seen an actual physical, like, F3. You know what I mean? Or whatever. You know, that you see on, like, yeah. storm chasers and shit like that. I mean, Lisa's, I know she's seen them. But I, well, we're, we're so hilly anyway. Yeah. But um, I've never seen one, even wherever he's lived. I mean, I've seen some pretty big water spouts, and I've seen water spouts on water. Right. But I've never seen an actual physical tornado, you know. Yeah. Like funneling down, touching down. Dusk the only thing I've ever seen, like, in this area, because, I mean, there's, there have been, like, in this area, there have only really been, like, two major, well, two major tornadoes and one microburst. <laughs> you know. Um, but the, the there was, like, the, the tornado that went through Glassport and, like, like 61 or 62 or something like that. Yeah. And then like in like 94, there was the tornado that tore through um, Mount Washington. Right. You know, and I remember, and I remember the tornado that tore through Mount Washington just because I was out and about that day. I didn't even know there was a tornado in the area. Right. I, dro- I drove out to, uh, um, oh, fucking whatchamacallit, GameStop in like, North for sales to go buy yeah. the new Madden game that day, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So like the guys look at me like, "What are you doing out?" I'm like, "I'm here for Madden." And he's like, "Yeah, you know, there's a tornado in like Mount Washington." I'm like, "Nah, get the fuck out of here." <laughs> Why? Well, that, that microburst was a tornado. Yeah, yeah. The the. Care what anybody says. <laughs> yeah. For for those who don't know what we're talking about, like. What was it, maybe 20 years ago at this point? Nah, I think a little bit further than that, because I, I remember 25. the girls being around. Oh, so less than that. Less, way less. Yeah, okay, so it's, it's called 15 years ago or something. But anyway, yeah. there, there was this, at Kennywood Park, the local amusement park, there was this, like, massive storm that, like, ripped up a ride and, uh, you know, killed somebody and you know, you know, trees were t- like twisted like it was clearly a tornado like you could based upon the destruction there was like a, a mini tornado that hit hit there it only hit there but they, they were like no it wasn't a tornado it was a micro burst it was just a violent storm mm. no mm. like trees were twisted <laughs> i know you yeah. know it's funny it hit, it hit that ride it hit the um, the whip. The whip. And uh, the whip is probably the most gentle ride at Kennywood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's like one of your first rides that you ride at Kennywood yeah. is the whip. It's always yeah. the whip and the toes. 
Yeah, the weapons are terrible. You're right. Yeah. And then you move up to like the log jammer. Like, yeah, the kangaroo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's weird. You know, the kids, you know, I remember being a kid, you know, going to Kennywood and hearing stories and kids talking and, you know, they're like, yeah, my first ride was the jackrabbit. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, it's funny because, I mean, like, it's it's almost like they consider the jackrabbit like a a kid ride. But actually, the jackrabbit is probably the scary one of the scariest coasters in the park. Right. Because of the double dip. I would say the racer would be more more of a, you know, a ride that you would put a kid on. Yeah. Versus. I mean, I think the Jackrabbit's scarier than the Thunderbolt. I think there's more thrill in the Jackrabbit than there is the Thunderbolt. Although I yeah. do love the Thunderbolt. Yeah. But um, the thing that, that, people, that, that yeah, for people who don't know, nope. yeah, the Jackrabbit was built in like, like 1925 or something. Yeah. It's like this ancient wooden roller coaster. It's at Kennywood, mm-hmm. and like the the whole deal of it is is it has a double dip in the middle of a hill. So you're going down the hill and you hit that, like that, that double dip. And like the, you can feel yourself being pulled out of your seat. Like yeah, gra- you gravity is just, you're, you're, there's like a moment of weightlessness. And unlike a modern ride that has like the pull down bar and a, I mean, something, this just had a strap across, like a leather strap. <laughs> right. And a bar in front of you. Yeah. And a bench seat. Yeah, <laughs> and a bench seat <laughs> with a with like a bar at like 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 if you were seven, like the bar was like at eye level and shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You got air. Yeah. Yeah, like, I remember the first time I rode it, my dad had to hold me down. Yeah, I mean it's steep. Yeah. It's not like you're, you know, oh yeah, it's just a double dip. No. It's yeah. a double dip that goes into a canyon. I yeah. mean, it is it is a steep double dip. It is. It's 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 a very it's it's a notorious ride. I don't, I don't want to say notorious, but it's a beloved. I get beloved this probably more because of the thrill of that double dip. And I don't and think I there's think, any other coaster in America that has that. Yeah, and I and, I, and one of the best parts about the rabbit is not during the day; it's at night. Yeah. When you ride the rabbit at night, I mean, you can't see shit because there's totally, no lights. Yeah, it's like. What light there is is, like, really shitty. Then when you come up on that crest, you do, like, this U. Not a U, but more like a... I don't know. Sort of like a U. You come up on that crest. Yeah. And then you're coming around to the double dip. And it's this nice... You come up the hill, and it pans out. And and it's this beautiful panoramic view of the... You start off in the station and you, you you go around a bend and you start right up the hill. Yeah. So you get that up the t- up the hill and down the hill. Right. And back like and it, you race around and go back up and when you get to the top, it's slow. You're right. Like you're yeah, it slows and you just kind of like you're you're at the, at the top and you're you just see Kenny the the entire park. It's like it's a really nice view. But you go around that that bend that long bend and then it's like right back down the second hill yeah and that's where the double dip is yeah it's fantastic it's a yeah. great ride I, it is 
is like really like engineered right. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, especially when you get to that crest. I love that part, especially at night, because, you know, there are white lights on the rabbit, like old school white lights. Yeah. When you go up on that, I mean, you just, I don't know, man. Like, in the, like those, especially those lights, in the fall. Like, those lights look like something that they have manufactured specifically for that ride. Like, like I bet they pay big money for those light bulbs. That, that lighting system has to be from 1925. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and if it's not, they've done a very good job of recreating a very old school feel. Yeah. I, you know, the funny thing is about these coasters, too. You know, you have the Phantom and, you know, the Phantom's cool. And then you go all over the country, you know, and you ride these mega steel rides and stuff like that. But there is nothing like a, wo- a wooden coaster. No, I agree. There's a scare factor there. You can hear the creaking. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a there's a clicking that comes with the how it rolls. It's unbelievable. I rode yeah. the I rode, I rode the Comet and Hershey. Yeah, I think oh called. that's a great ride. Yeah, it is fantastic. It's an yeah. old wooden coaster, old school. Yeah. That's what they should do is bring back the old wooden coasters. Seriously, I agree. I, I you know these rides are cool and you know you can hang and whatever da 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 da, but there's nothing more nostalgic than riding an old 100 year you know what i mean wooden yeah. coat i mean there's just something about it there's a smell there's the fucking clicking the lights it's just different you know what i mean it is you're absolutely correct and there's and there's a huge and and as small as people think the rabbit is it's actually to me it's it's probably for me, it's probably the best ride in Kennywood. It's yeah, my I favorite mean, it, coaster to ride. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Thunderbolt's really good, too. It's a wooden coaster as well. Yeah. Fast as hell. Um, but they took out the surprise factor in the bolt, and uh, which I didn't appreciate. But I like the... I still like the bolt, but the Jackrabbit still holds its place. They took out the tunnel. Yeah. You know, that complete yeah. dark section yeah and then you hit the hill like right yeah. after the dark they took that out so you can see the hill coming but yeah i i there there's certain aspects of kennywood i do like and certain aspects i don't you know like I, yeah as far as and that'll probably comment in on this but i'm not a big fan of old kennywood i think it's horrible yeah it's like it's like Cedar Point in August. It's yeah. hot as fuck. There's no fucking trees. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's very open. Fun. It is. But there's still some good stuff about Kennywood. I have to say. Yeah, it's like funny. Like the old Kennywood section of Kennywood sucks. And everything there is new. But it's made to right. feel old. But the right. old section of Kennywood... Like... Like that that section like from the jackrabbit to the racer. Yeah. You know, like probably over to where where I guess now the the steeler the steel coaster is, the steeler coaster is like that like that section, like right there, like where like over to where the um the merry go round is. Yeah, yeah. Like all of that, like that you know, the pond, like all of that's like amazing. Like that's beautiful. That's my favorite section. 
Yeah. Like from the, I like from the jackrabbit to the kangaroo to <clears throat> the umbrellas. Yeah. Um, going to the merry-go-round. That's my favorite section, right? In yeah. There. The mushroom drinking fountain. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, oh, yeah. that's the area that I like. I mean, yeah, I, me I just, too. It's a really cool, like, it's it's so treed and so wooded. Yeah. That's what makes Kennywood so nice about uh, versus other parks. Yeah. Um, is because it is so wooded and it is so yeah. treed. I mean, you know, you know, you go to Cedar Point and you go to Carowinds in North Carolina. That shit is hot as fuck, man. Yeah. I mean, that's like fucking concrete pavement. I mean, it is hot as hell. Yeah. But it, not, Kennywood, not a tree to be found. No, but you can find shade at, at Kennywood. Yeah. There's always a place to cool down. Yeah. You know? I mean, and there's even sections of, like, just, like, grass. Right. Still. Like, you know, like, you know, in, in a shaded area, it's, like, you, you it's, it's not even, um, like, where you can, like, just say, okay, well, I'm just going to sit in the grass and, and cool off for a minute, you know? Even if it's not a bench, because everybody's sitting on a bench, like, you can, like, you know, sit in the grass for a second and, yeah. and, and chill out. Yeah, that's I, there. There was an anti-Kennywood phase I went to, I went through when I was younger. <clears throat> I think because we went so many times on Kennywood picnics. Yeah. I mean, we just went every year for. I mean, I mean, Jesus, you went every year from the time you were in kindergarten until you're a senior in high school. Right. You know what I mean? And so when you do it for fucking 14 years in a row. Plus other trips to Kennywood during the year, right. you kind of get sick of it, you know. But you know, as I've gotten older, I've come to appreciate it a little bit more, especially at the end of the night when they play yeah. the song and you're walking through the tunnel and everyone's fucking yeah. tired and they're carrying their stuffed animals. You hit the fudge shop on the way out. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, it's just I don't know. Yeah, I mean there there is something magical about Kennywood. I mean I'm not gonna deny that for a second. And uh, I don't think I've ever gone through a phase where I I was anti Kennywood. Yeah. But I I think I went through a phase where I was like, and I didn't understand, you know, why can't they just fucking expand? Like right, right. Like the thing that drove me nuts was like in you know, for years it was like the laser loop was the big ride. Yeah, I remember that. You know, yeah. and like it was like, why can't we have, like, the big coasters like these other places have? Why can't Kennywood, like, you know, it's like the new ride at Kennywood, and it's like, you know, it's designed, like, on, on a 12-foot by 12-foot area that goes straight up and down. And you're like, it's like, come on, man. You know, I need coasters. Right. And, I, you know, now I understand, like, you know, they're in a hard position because of, like, unfortunately, the location where it's it's hard to expand there's no room to expand right and they you own know. all that land to where you park but if yeah. you took that land where are you gonna park right and yet, and yet, sat, like, and yet as a, like, the funny thing is like it's like you look at kennywood and like unlike any other major amusement park in the world like if you look at kennywood it's like on, on the outside looking in like you drive past kennywood and the next thing you drive past is like a midas <laughs> right you know a Midas that's been there for a hundred years as well. Like, it's like there is no room on either side to expand. Nobody's going to sell that land because it's prime property. 
Right. You know, and it's just this, this weird thing of like, they're just kind of stuck and, you know, you know, so when you get upset about them, like, you know, tearing down the, the, um, the log right. jammer. Yeah. To put in a new roller coaster. It, it's like, I get it. But I also get their point of like, you know, okay, here's a ride that kind of it's 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 gone past its usefulness. Um, we got to replace it, and here's what we're going to replace it with is which is going to be so much better, you know. Yeah, we got to so stay competitive to a certain point. To a certain point, yeah. Yeah. Nostalgia will only get you so far. Right, but there's still that nostalgia in Kennywood. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's it's those certain things like I don't know when you walk in. Just by walking in, well, you used to hear the, you know, Grand Prix. But, I mean, even walking in, you, as you go through, you can hear the jack. You can hear the kangaroo going, the sounds that it makes, yeah. the pressures. Um, I think that's, you can hear the merry-go-round in the background. You can hear, you can always hear Noah's Ark. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the background. Yeah. You can always hear people on the pirate ship screaming, you know. Yeah. The barren curve, you know that's coming, you know. Yeah. So there's always, always these sounds that are very familiar. Right. You know, and, and they're always going on in the background all the time. Yeah. Or the rush of the phantom coming down. Right. You know, I, I just, I think that's really cool. And, yeah. I, and I think, I think a lot of parks don't have that. Like those familiar sounds. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I don't know. Anyway. Wow. Rabbit wow. hole. Anyway. Yeah, really. Holy hell. Hey. Something local. Something local. Oh. Oh, my. So. Let me, uh. Get into some of our topics for discussion today. Cool. So. John Boyega is apparently uh, not a happy camper. Okay. John Boy- John Boyega, for those who don't know, he's most well known for playing Finn in the the Star Wars prequel series. Right. Um, but apparently, he is not at all happy with how his his character was treated in the prequel series. I don't think um, any. I, I think he has right to say that, but yeah. Obviously, Tom, I was I was genuinely happy to be a part of it, but my dad was always telling me one thing: don't overpay with respect. You can pay respect, but sometimes you'll be overpaying and selling yourself short. I would say to Disney, I what what I would say to Disney is: do not bring out a black character, market them to be much more important in the franchise than they are and push them to the side, it's not good. I'll say it straight up. Like, you guys knew what to do with Daisy Ridley, and you knew what to do with Adam Driver. You know what to do with these other people, but when it came to Kelly Marine Tran, when it came to John Boyega, you know, fuck all. So what do you want me to say? What they want you to say is, I enjoyed being a part of it. It was a great experience. Nah, nah, nah. I'll take that deal when it's a great experience. They gave all the nuance to Adam Driver. They gave all the nuance to Daisy Ridley. 
let's be honest. Daisy knows this. Knows this. Adam knows this. Everybody knows I'm not exposing anything. So, I think, and John Boyega is right. Like, the trailers for The Force Awakens made him into a much more important character than he really was. Oh, for sure. I mean, he was the Han Solo. I mean, he was, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. they made him, like, as part of the tri- as part of the triple threat, I mean, he was part of the three. Right. Well, I mean, like, the first character you see in the first trailer is him. Right. You know what I mean? And, you know, <clears throat> he's the first one, you know, or not the first one, but, you know, you see him, you know, lighting up the blue lightsaber. Yeah. You know, you're, you know, you, so, like, all of our assumptions going into The Force Awakens was, well, clearly he's the Force user. Right. You know? And you know you get the swerve of no, it's not him. It's it's Ray, which I'm I'm fine with. And I think in the Force Awakens he did play a very big role. I I, I thought his character was interesting in the Force Awakens. Right. I I, I, hmm? I said right. Yeah. I agree. I I thought they did a very good job with him. Mm-hmm. But again, it goes back to the whole problem with nobody had a cohesive story that they wanted to tell. Right. And it's apparent because, I mean, when you get to The Last Jedi, as good as The Last Jedi is, his storyline just feels tagged on. It is. And even in the second one, it, it seems like they just buried him. Yeah. It was like like Ryan Johnson. I, I have a great idea for Ray. I have a great idea for Kylo Ren. I've got a great idea for Poe Dameron. Oh, shit. They're, they're, I get this guy, too? I'll figure something out. You know what I mean? That's how it feels. Like, I mean, as much as I love that movie, unfortunately, Finn is the outcast. I mean, about casinos. Yeah. 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 And then when you get to the third movie, I mean, it, his character is completely useless. Yeah. And, and in a way, like, I, 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 I get it. Like, in a way, I can defend what you know because it's not his story, right? It's the story of Ray and Kylo Ren, and so yes, they have their character has all the nuances, but the way his character in particular get, ends up getting treated, he, he's front and center in everything in the first movie. In the second and third movie, he becomes a a side character, right? Like you never, you never once have that feeling of these are. Th- this is the the triple threat, you know. Right. Never. Right. <clears throat> and I think he should have been. I mean, the guy he was such an interesting character. Uh, a de- um, a defector of the of um, the first order. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The first order. And. Just underutilized, completely. Right. Late on. I mean, I mean, how wicked was he when he picked up that blue saber? Yeah. I mean, and he has force ability as well. He's right. force sensitive. 
why would you not expand on that? You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I have no idea. None. Like but, it, and like, I mean, even like his story in the second movie could have, like, it, it could have been so much better than it was. Like, I, I get it. Like, he doesn't get the the big story like Ray and Kylo Ren do. Because it's it's right. their movies, right? And I I even get like the, the what could be interesting about you know Poe Dameron learning to become the leader that he he's going to need to be for the the resistance, right? Like, that's an interesting story. But like Finn's story, like even like that the whole thing with the casino and everything could have been more interesting if it wasn't just them like blindly wandering around and getting arrested and. Going on a wild chase with on 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 horseback or whatever the fuck those things were, you know, right. like if you had made it that like like um the other wasted character of of uh the 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 one with the the chrome armor. Oh my god, Phasma, that, Captain Phasma! Yeah, like if you had Phasma. Care. If you had Phasma and those storm, those like those executioner stormtroopers with like the black stripe on their helmet, yeah, like chasing them, like if that was what it was, then it becomes a much more interesting story. Instead, like it's like, oh, you just have you know, Phasma just happens to catch you on the sh- on the the ship, and now you're going to be executed in this. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like that the, the whole storyline made no sense. It didn't, and and the whole Phasma thing didn't make any sense. And it, and it wasted two characters, cause, or three, really, because later on, Kelly Marie Tran's character, she gets three minutes of screen time. Right. She showed up for a cup of coffee. Correct. You know? Yeah, it's just, it, it just wasn't really well done. No. And I mean, and it's frustrating because, and, I, and, and John Boyega is right, like, this character deserved better him as an actor deserved better right in the third it's, movie his whole job is just to yell ray right exactly and, and i think that phasma deserved better yeah than what what happened phasma should have been in the third movie yeah for certain i you mean she she is essentially the boba fett of the of the uh, sequel trilogy correct and, and she was badass yeah when we first saw glimpses of Phasma, we we're like, damn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how yeah. exciting. And it was like, and then when she died, it was like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, That's it? how anticlimactic is that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Weak. And it's, yeah. it's I mean, picking I mean, up for trilogy, I mean, there's definitely some badness going on there. But again, it, 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 it harkens to the simple fact that nobody had a plan. Right. Like, again, I'm sure you know people are going to make me eat shit on Twitter, but I don't care. Stork. Otter. <laughs> but, yeah. like, as much as I love The Last Jedi, and I do love that movie, it is completely out of place. Right, like it, it make it in this trilogy, it makes absolutely no sense. 
But it was a good movie. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah. Like everything that they talk about with the Force and and the the story of Kylo and and Rey, that that is amazing. Like it, it was honestly like I honestly feel like Ryan Johnson had this great idea for them. Like like in his exploration of the Force and everything about it, sound like a great idea, but it's like everything else he just couldn't quite figure out. Right. And it dry. That's what drives me nuts. Is like you have to figure out a way to make this all fit together. And he just kind of disregarded that. And right. when they come back for the third movie, the JJ, JJ's kind of like, Oh, you know, I had set up certain pieces that you completely ignored. And now I kind of got to put the puzzle back together. And I mean, by the time you get to the end of it, you get a two and a half hour kind of mess. Right. And like, I just, I think that, I think with that with that movie I think that the thing that um, picks me apart inside still to this day and we don't have to talk about it is Luke would have never gone out like that ever I don't care how much fucking Zen he has become yeah he would have never gone out like that he was hot-headed like his father. Do you know what I mean? But that's what scared him. I agree. But to cut himself off the force and like milking of those beasts and I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Right. I get that. Like I don't I mind. Like I I like the direction that Ryan Johnson took Luke's character. Like I found that interesting. It's interesting, but I I think that Luke would have showed up for that battle. I do. I, I just, I do. And I think that's what, that would have, I, I, in my heart, I think that would have been the right thing to do. I feel like the second he heard Han died, <laughs> he would have been packing his shit. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think like that would have been the moment where he would have been like, okay, Chewie's here. I don't know who the fuck you are. Where's Han? Han's dead. Kylo killed him. Okay, let me get my shit together. Um, and uh, could somebody go get that lightsaber because I'm going to need it. <laughs> you know, right. I, you know, <laughs> like almost like a vengeance, like yeah. like a like a dark side. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't think he would have been. I never saw Luke as this passive monk. You know what I mean? Right. Like I get, I get to a point where he would have become that for a certain m- amount of time, but something has to bring him out of that, and right. he never got out of that. He was still the passive monk when he died. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I, <clears throat> as a Skywalker, it kind of goes against everything that is Skywalker. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not in his blood to do that. Even if he was, even if he was going against, you know, as much as he could against it, it would still come out. The bloodline yeah. is stronger. You know what right. I mean? Like, if it still oh, yeah. come out, he would still come to play. Yeah. And, and I think that, and I think that's what pissed me off the most. I think I wanted a battle 
win or lose, I wanted I wanted that that Death Star battle. Sister. I wanted yeah. that you know what I'm saying? Like I wanted that battle with Ren. Yes, he was gonna lose. Right? Strike me down. I will become more powerful. You know what I mean? I wanted that. And what I got was, you know, him fucking turning the dust on the twin setting suns. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. I get the imagery and stuff, but that's not Skywalker to me. I mean, maybe I'm in the minority. Right. But 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 you do have that you do have you do have that though, which is like but it's done in in a different fashion between Ray and Kylo. Mm. Because Kylo, I mean, if you, I mean, if you think about it, like, so Kylo turns on his master, which was badass. Yeah, they yeah. had the big, they had the big fight with the Praetorian Guard, right? Which was completely badass, right? And then the moment that you're talking about is the moment between him and Ray, right? Where he holds out his hand and he's like, "I, I can finish your training," right? You know what I mean? Like, that's the moment that you're like, oh, shit. Okay, that, that, you know. No, it's not as climactic as it is with Luke and Vader. Right. But it, it's still... It's still pretty damn cool, you know? Right. And, and the thing is, too, is, you know, when you get into... I don't know. As as I've as I've as I've come to watch all the movies again and again and again and again. Um, Thank you, Disney I'm, Plus. I know. <laughs> I'm, I know. Thank you, Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, I'm just becoming more heartbroken by some of the things that I did see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ren's Ren's battle with the Knights of Ren. I mean, yeah. come on. Son. Yeah. You know what drives me nuts? I mean, what come drives on. Me, what dri- and, and it's the nitpickiest nitpicky thing that you can pick out, but it drives me fucking insane every time I watch Rise of Skywalker. Huh. Hyperspace skipping. Yeah. Like, Where in the first movie, Horn goes into, like, details about, like, look, you just can't jump you know, all willy nilly, like boy, you know, you got to have precise coordinates or else you could end up in the sun. You know, meanwhile, fucking Poe Dameron is just like, eh, let's just hit it and pull it back, hit it and pull it back, hit it and pull it back. Like, what the fuck, man? You can't do that. Like, hyper, like, they just, they made hyperspace feel like something that was like, you have to know precisely what you're doing, you have to have precise coordinates to do what you need to do to jump from one point to another if you don't you could get fucked up and here's poe just like yeah let's see what we can do you know and it just jumping in the plane i was like fuck this shit yeah no i get it i get that point it's about an strong line i feel again with the knights of ren yeah i mean the knights of ren fight was ass i'm not gonna deny that either them down like nobody's business there was no the fight between the guard was actually better than yeah. the Knights of Ren. I mean, yeah. how can you not? I mean, the comparison is like night and day. Yeah. 
I mean, you felt the angst. You felt like, oh, someone's getting fucked up right here. Someone's losing an arm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, really. And when yeah. it became the Knights of Ren, it was just like, eh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They're just some kind of gang of thugs with a big axe. You know? Like, yeah. There was no they're, special powers involved. Like, they were Jedi, correct? No. I, no, apparently not. Well, I thought they were. I thought yeah, the I, Knights of Ren were had I Jedi. Thought they, they were supposed to be. Like the whole point was like, like the thing you heard was it was supposed to be, like, you know, when Kylo left Luke's compound, he took his friends with him, and they were the Knights of Ren. Correct. You know? And they, they were supposed to be force sensitive as well. So you assume like all they, they all had like fucking red lightsabers too. Yeah. You know, like this is supposed to be like some badass. You know, it turns out they're they're just like fucking you know a cheap ass war ripoff band. Correct. You know, stand, standing in the desert for an album cover. Like, exactly, dude. It should have been. It should have been like something from Clone Wars. Yeah. Not Clone Wars. Um, no, you're second, right. Clone Wars. Second movie, Clone Wars. Attack of the Clones. Yeah, Attack of the Clones. That's what it should have been. Right. It should have been this epic fucking battle. Right. And it was like, eh, we'll just sweep this one under the rug. Yeah. The only cool part about it was the uh, lightscape lightsaber thing. Yeah. I mean, that was cool to yeah. give him his saber. But then after that, it was just like, what the fuck? I actually said that in the theater, too. They've been building Knights of Ren. We've heard rumors of Knights of Ren, Knights of Ren, Knights of Ren. He takes them out like some kind of school kids. No battle. Yeah. I mean, a little bit, but. Yeah, didn't break a sweat. Weak sauce, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the and I mean, it's rough because, like, I mean, there are points that I can point out in 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 that movie that that I do love, you know. Um, but again, it mostly deals with with Ray and Ren at the end of the movie, right? Like that moment where she's like laying on her back and you know, looking up into the stars, and you know, the Jedi are calling to her. You know, yeah. and it's all the voices, and you know, you're just like, oh shit, that's badass. It is. You know, when when the emperor goes, you get out of my new fleet. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and you see the rise of these fucking destroyers, and I'm like, yeah. Oh my god, I got chills right now just thinking about that part, and I'm like, yeah, that's so fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. I mean, there were so many in the trilogy itself. Wow, rabbit hole. <clears throat> but in the trilogy itself, there's so many great moments in that trilogy. But there were also as many bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? The point where she fucking went into hyperspace through those fucking Star Destroyers, I was like, fuck. Yeah. The best things I've ever seen on screen. Oh, absolutely. On screen. And I didn't even mind the Emperor going, boom. You know what I mean? Yeah. With electric. I thought, I liked that part. I thought yeah. it made sense to me. But um, there were so many good moments, but then, you know, there was just so many bad moments and people left out. And yeah. What we're just talking about going back to our original point. Um, that I think it just failed. I mean, like, I, I don't know. Do I watch them? Yes. Yes. Do I like them? Yes. Are they better than the original trilogy? No. 
Are they better than that hot mess that Lucas put out? Yes. You know what I mean? If you say that that fucking second movie, that first movie was better than these three, you're out of your mind. No, no, I'll I'll never. Phantom Menace will forever be the worst movie that they've ever put out. I I mean, they would have to try really hard. It's a level of unspeakable. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it, it comes very close. It really does. <laughs> it's like right there. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, is, it, is, it is almost to the level of the movie that shall not be named. Yeah. But um, and I, you know what I think? You know what I think why that is? Is because it was such a hype. Yeah. It was such a buildup. It was such a, oh, they're going to do another Star Wars trilogy? Instant chub, right? I mean, yeah. like, you know, oh, for yeah. our generation, it was like, oh, really? You know, yeah. and then it was just like, hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, even the trailers. I mean, you went to go see a movie just to see the fucking trailer for Star Wars, right? You know, meet Micho Black made money because the Star Wars trailer was attached to it. Exactly. You know. And then you're left with uh, Gungans. Gungans. Like the only thing that can make Ewoks look look palatable. Yeah. I, I, and you're coming from a non-Ewok fan. Yeah. I would rather see an Ewok than a Gungan. Yeah. It was that bad. Just so bad. Yeah. Anyway, let's get off of Star Wars. So I, I think in the I think at the end, like I, I think we're in agreement that it's like one of those deals where it's like, unfortunately, like because they had no fucking plan at the end of the day. Like right. John Viega, who's a fine actor, he is. gets fucked over. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that sucks because like based off the first movie, if they had continued along that path, you have to wonder how good could those movies have been if they had had a continuation from there instead of going off the rails with Ryan Johnson's movie, as good as it is, it still is a square peg in a round hole. And then unfortunately you're trying to fit a triangle into a square hole at the end. Right. You know, so I don't know. It's just, it just felt like they tried to give us what we wanted. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Well, I think clearly the first movie is that. The first yeah. the first movie is clearly meant to give us what we want. It, it, it addressed every single bitch we had about the prequel trilogy. Right. It honestly did. And because of that, I mean, you can sit there and say, well, it's basically nothing more than a rehash of A New Hope. And in a way, you're probably right. But it feels a whole lot more like a Star Wars movie than any of the prequel movies did. Yeah. It did. And that's the pr- but that's the problem. So when you get to the second movie, Ryan Johnson says, well, okay, well, we've just done something that basically feels like what we've already done. I want to do something completely different. Right. And they said... Sure. Go ahead. I know. And it's a great movie. But man, it doesn't fit the story at all. You're right. Anyway. Anyway. All right. 
So as we we soldier on, did you see Batman has COVID nineteen? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, um, production of it was first announced that production was shut down due to somebody on the staff of the Batman, which just started, which just resumed shooting, um, came down with COVID nineteen, and uh, it was then announced that it's Matt, uh, not Matt Reeves, uh, it's uh, Robert Pattinson, the yeah. actor playing Batman, who has actually has COVID nineteen, so. And that's filming in London. Yeah. Like, they were filming in Prague before all of this. And I think they moved to England out of concerns when they started, when they resumed. Right. Um, but they were, like, I think they were shooting on the Levinson lot and shit, you know, the legendary Levinson lot. Yeah. And, uh, come on, Ahsoka, you're killing me. But, uh. But apparently it's a uh, Batman. Batman is sick. <laughs> not even Batman can fight it. Yeah, not even Batman can can beat the the Rona. All right. Uh, did you see the trailer for um the new Bond movie? No. Nah. Hey, it looks good. Exactly. Come out in November. I'm not gonna get delve deep into it. I mean, I, I again, I'm I'm excited. I want to see it, but it's like, man, I don't know if I'm gonna see it in a theater. <laughs> you know. Well, New Mutants is out now too. I know. So is Tenant. Like right now, Tenant's out, and I'm not gonna go see it in the theater. I'm gonna have to wait till that come on comes on Blu-ray. Right. But um, but yeah, I mean, New Mutants. I mean, they they finally just put that thing out there. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, just threw it out. Yeah. Well, the, uh, will it just be the sacrificial lamb? Right. But the whole thing is, is like, you know, I just, I want to go to the movie so bad. I know. You know, I just, it's in our bloodline. It is. You know? Yeah. And, and it's, I mean, we were raised on it. I mean, at least I was. Yeah, so was I. I mean, yeah. I mean this is probably the longest period of time since I was a kid. That I've gone without going to the movie theater. Correct. You know. But I don't want to sit there in a movie theater like I'm in some kind of. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Afraid to touch anything. Or right. Exactly. Double thinking everything I do. And, right. You know. I already do that every day of my life. Right. Exactly. You know? So I want to go to a place where. I'm going to have to do that again, you know? Right. Where I should be enjoying myself. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, November's a couple months away, and, you know, hopefully, like, you know, things have changed a bit. You know, we I'm doubting it, but... Yeah, me too. You know, and I feel a little bit better about going to a movie theater, but, like, I, I, I you know, as badly as I want to see Tenet right now, I, I, I can't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And that that pains me because like you're you're right like I mean it's it's in our blood it's something that you and I particularly like it's it's a passion of of being able to sit in the movie theater and escape for two to three hours and in the darkness that yeah. is that is the movie theater magic right you know and you know it's, it's hard as you try 
you can't replicate that at home. No, you can't. And, and the thing is, like, <laughs> I mean, I still get pissed off this day. I was like, we got to get there because I want to see the previews. Yeah. I see the previews for the movie. Right. It's just the way it is. Yeah. yeah. I want to be there at least 15 minutes, 10 minutes before the movie starts so I can see the previews. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, uh, it's very bleak, you know? Yeah. It, it's, I mean, it's funny, like, we, you know, we, we're, we're trying very hard to return back to normal life um, as much as we can. Right. As a society, you know, I mean, the NFL kicks off Thursday. Right. You know, six days we, we get NFL football. Um. You know, college football shortly after that for the one the ones that are playing. Yeah. Um. But even like stuff like that doesn't feel like a return to normalcy. Like, you know, there, there there's been no build up for an NFL season in my opinion because of the lack of preseason games. You know, I mean that that the preseason games are like a build up. Like you're like, okay, I got four preseason games I have to get through. You know, and you could watch like, you know, okay, hey, this young player, I really like him a lot. I think you know he has a chance to do something. You know, right. he, he could be a guy. You know, and right. you know when you see him in the regular season, like, oh shit, yeah, that was the guy I was keeping an eye on. You know, shit like that. Like uh, there was an anticipation to getting to the NFL season, and it right. hasn't been that this year because of the lack of preseason games. Like you just like. I think a couple of times, like, you know, Kate, like locally, like KDKA was showing like, you know, practices and, you know, they had like, you know, uh, analysts like talking about, you know, position battles and shit like that, that they've been watching, but shit like that, that, that's, that's not a preseason game. That's, that doesn't build up any excitement. No. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so it's like, and like my expectation is like, like week, the first month of the NFL season is going to like suck because I think you're just going to watch some bad football. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you know, these guys haven't gone full speed yet. You know, right. they're going to, at, at best, they're going three quarters speed at practice when they, they scrimmage, quote unquote. Right. You know, but, you know, hockey tried to, you know, hockey came back and, I mean, that really didn't fill my soul. Like, watching, I got, there was no anticipation for Penguin games. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, Pens are playing today. Okay. You know, the NBA, the, you know, this was a this was a postseason. Like it looked winding down to the end of the season. This was a postseason I I was looking forward to. I've watched a few games and like yeah, it's just it's just not there. You know, right. like and I you know and I I think part of it's the lack of of a, a home crowd a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it just—it's—I don't know—it just doesn't feel right. Like there's nothing that feels right. So, like I—I I hope the NFL makes me feel right. Yeah. I really do. Like, because that's of all the sports, that's the one I love the most. Right. You know. And I did see—I don't know if you—you you saw this. I thought this was interesting. Like, in. In wrestling, the AEW promotion, um, they're letting people into the into the stands. They're selling tickets. Really? Yeah. 
Now they 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 are um they're basing themselves. They've been they've been based out of a place called Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. And it is a um an open air amphitheater. Um. And their own the, the the they've done two shows so far with they sold tickets for, but it's only at ten percent capacity. Okay. Now they've got a pay per view coming up, which is why we're recording on Saturday because I want to watch the pay per view. Um, so that tomorrow there's a pay per view, and they're then I think they're expanding to fifteen percent capacity. Okay. But still, you know, like they've talked about, and it, I, I thought this was interesting. Like they they talked about like first off. With their wrestlers, they've been, it's, it, you know, they get tested and quarantined the day before the show. Okay. Um, and they have had, at least on facility, zero positive tests. Now, like, uh, they have had a couple of people who were exposed and self-quarantined themselves away for an extended period of time to ensure right. that nobody else got sick. But... Um, for the most part, like they haven't had anybody come up and 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 pop a positive test on site. Right. Um, as far as the fans go, they they are selling tickets in pods essentially. So like you you can have up to six people in a pod. Okay. But it, but you have to buy the the six tickets. Like so like it, it can't be like you know I buy a ticket and then somebody else buys a ticket. And we're in the same pod. Like it's like I buy a, a six tickets in a pod. Where I right. buy one ticket and I'm that pod, right? Okay, and they're they're they've got everybody scattered around the building. There's like nobody close together. They they were they've been very rigorous about. I even saw um, Tony Khan, the, the guy who owns the promotion, came out and was like, "Look, we need you to keep your masks on. We need you to keep your masks on over your nose because we want to put you on TV." And if you have your don't have your masks on, we can't put you on TV, and we're going to throw you out. Nice. We want, you know, we want to show people that we're doing this, and we're doing it safely, and we need you to lead by example. So this right. is what we need you to do. Um, you know, everybody's temperature checked before they come in to the building as, as a fan. Yeah. You know, the you know it's it's scattered and it's safe. You know, social distance and everything else, and it's you know, it's kind of interesting because like. It's only a few hundred fans, maybe a, a, a thousand or so. Yeah. And it makes a little bit of a difference just in, like, the ambiance, as weird as that sounds. Because, I mean, they're spread all over the place. You, you, if you looked at it, you, it it's, it's very scattered. Yeah. Um, but still, like, just having that, that few amount of people does add some ambiance to to what they do. Right. You know, but that's the, the first event I've heard of where they, they're let in the United States where they've let people in like that from a sporting standpoint. Right. Now I know some of the NFL stadiums, they said they were allowing people in. Um, but a lot of them, it's still not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think for the Steelers, what, it's first three games are no fans at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, that's for Pittsburgh and for Philadelphia. For the, you know, That's a state thing. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. 
it's all very interesting. Yeah, for for sure. Oh, show. So, one last tidbit before we we head out here. All right. There is no mailbag today. All right. So we'll have two emails from Thad next week. That'll be exciting. Um, but Zach Schneider is a very busy man. Yeah, not only not only is he in the process right now of of putting together his his uh, director's cut of the Justice League, but he is also um, working on a movie for Netflix called Army of the Dead. No, oh, nice. You all right? All right, sorry. Sorry about that. Nancy heard something outside. Oh, what was it? I don't know. I'm, she was up by the garbage cans. I don't know if somebody was going through the trash or, or what. Yeah, yeah, there's those weirdos. I mean, you know, there's nothing in there. It's trash. Yeah. You know. Did you see anybody? I didn't see anybody, no. But, like, I mean, it did look like I took a bag, bag of trash out earlier. Now, Grant, it was a full bag, you know, but it does look like it was, like, opened a little bit. Really? Yeah. So I don't know if somebody was up there, like, you know, trying to find personal information, try to yeah. steal my identity, but guess what? You ain't finding shit, and when you do, ain't much to steal. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Congratulations. You found nothing. I've always said, if somebody tried to steal my identity, I hope they would, like, feel realize how fucked up I am, and they would just give me money. <laughs> right. You know, they're like, oh, man, this guy's fucked up. Let's, let's help him out. Right. This guy deserves a break. <laughs> so anyway, before before we were interrupted there, um, Zach, Zach Schneider is working on a movie. Um, it's called Army of the Dead. Okay. It's uh, it, the big star is Dave Bautista. It follows a group of mercenaries as they venture into zombie-invested Las Vegas to pull off the greatest heist ever. Okay. Well, apparently Netflix is so happy with this uh, that they've also optioned an animated series entitled Army of the Dead Lost Vegas, which would feature an origin story for, for, for Batista's character and his rescue crew as they confront the mysterious source of the zombie outbreak during the initial fall of Las Vegas. And there was something else. Oh, and a prequel movie. A prequel movie focusing on another one of the other characters. Mattis Schweikenhoff 
plays a character named Ludwig Dieter, who will be the focus of the prequel movie. Schweikenhoff will also direct and star in that film, which Schneider will help produce with wife Deborah. So Netflix also getting into the, uh, the Zack Schneider game and uh, expanding what they've already got going on. And now, I mean, Netflix is always one to, you know, try to do something with their properties. Right. Um, I think that they're looking at this as a prime opportunity to do something. Um, and it just so happens, you know, Zack Schneider's attached to it. Mm. Um, I... I I just found it interesting. I, I you know, um, first I could see Dave Batista getting more work. Yeah, sure. Um, but I just find it interesting. Like, like Zack Snyder is doing a Netflix, like in, in bed with Netflix now. I didn't realize that. I, I, I knew he was doing this movie, but I thought it was for Warner brothers. I didn't, I did not realize, um, it was for Netflix, which I thought right. was odd. It's kind of odd. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah. I'm sure it'll have a ton of slow motion and a ton of fucked up action. It'll just be like, fuck, I can't believe he pulled that off. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Shit like that. That's what I like about Zack Snyder movies. Right. You know? In all honesty, I mean, like, like it's like, and I hate to put them in the same company, but that's the same reason why I like Michael Bay movies. Right. Michael Bay blows shit up in a fantastic way. Like, if there's somebody who has an eye for blowing shit up, it's Michael Bay. It is. You know. He's say what you will. Talent. Yeah. He, the man has a talent for blowing shit up. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. And you put it on film fantastically. You know. Yeah. But, I mean, the man puts out a lot of shit. You know. Screws up quite a few things. But. Right. When stuff blows up, boy, it looks good. Yeah, it does. You know. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. All right, son. Anything you'd like to add to the proceedings? No, I'm good, man. All right. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey. I guess that's an email. Um, like... Thad normally does, and that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're really easy to find. And um, you'll also find us on a couple of podcasting networks. Uh, we are a member of the Tangent Bound Network and the Weeby Geeks Network. Uh, just give them a Google search, and you'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And as always, we want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out each and every week. I can't thank you enough for uh, enjoying our hijinks and shenanigans. It's uh, It means the world to us that you take the time to enjoy us, and uh, I can't thank you enough for that. True. So then on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace. <laughs>